It's me, the Soprano. I'm here to eat your bologna sandwich. Polly Walnuts met Skeeter and shot him several times. Hey, Skeeter, give me that your sandwich, my give man. Give me that gabagool. Yeah. This is how they talk on the Sopranos. <laughs> I know, I wrote it. <laughs> We were very <laughs> prolific writers. This is, a, this is why, why it's called The Sopranos, because this is a soprano singing voice. The follow-up, The Altos, was significantly less well-received. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you ready? Funny! Expensive. Wanna Whatever! Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. It's galaxy brain time. And Jim. I turned myself into a soprano, Morty. I'm Soprano Rick. Today, we cover episode 28, part 2 of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. And episode 28... Part two's title is Doug Rocks the House. No, he fucking doesn't. This, I, is the, this is the second competent Doug episode so far. Yeah, but it, it's strange that they use Doug Rocks the House in a non-Beats episode. Yeah, right? Right. that's kind of a given. They just kind of threw it away. But yeah, okay, when we were whatever. looking for more Beats episodes, you're just like, I remember you like seeing the title of this episode. I was like, oh, this will be one. And then now it has nothing to do with rock and roll. <laughs> Because we already had, well, we already, I think we already had, what, Doug Rocks? Or was it Doug Rocks, like, something else? Like, there was a Doug Rocks. I don't remember what he rocked, but that was a Beats episode. But now yes. the house, he is not doing music. Yes. He is That's right. quite it's literally not. rocking a house in this one. He's knocking a house down with a rock. <laughs> Doug throws a rock at a house and in so doing destroys it, which, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Hell Fine. Yeah. It's good. Uh, so this one, we begin. Uh, there's a flyover of, like, a whole street of, like, broken down houses, right? Like, construction it's the equipment. abandoned housing district. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, a, it's like same part of the suburbs, right? Yeah. Which makes this particularly weird because that, I mean, this is the 90s. That's not really a thing. The suburbs are still expanding stupidly fast leaving to ooh, a massive amount of uh civic problems that persist to this day there is actually in the uh place we all went to college and i still live they actually teach a class in civic engineering on exactly how the constant expansion of the suburbs as people fled the uh city proper completely fucked transit because everybody figured I mean, come on, what are the odds everybody's going to flee down this particular length of highway? Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, especially in this, like, small town, right? Like, yeah. it's, it, it feels unusual that there's, like, an entire street that's just, like, I, it, it almost looks like a disaster happened here, yeah. right? Yeah, it's Tragedy Street. Yeah. So I remember in the first episode, in the first episode of this this podcast, I remarked that there's no tragedy in Doug. Yeah. This is the first time that there actually is reference to tragedy, but you'll note that nothing happens in the show. 
It's sure. on the rearview mirror. Yeah. There's a reference yeah. to there was a dark time before now when bad things could happen. But, you know, we're safely past that now. The only problem now is if you accidentally stumble across that in an insensitive way. But the thing that's weird is like, so, okay, this is like Tragedy Street. Like you say, like this is a place where like bad shit happens. And it was recent, right? Yes, like two, we, two years ago. Yeah, we learn in this that two years ago, this whole street, multiple people lived here, right? Like multiple mm-hmm. families. So like within the past two years, this whole place has just been like bombed out. Like it's 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 kind of like a, it's a strange shot, right? Yeah, there's an outbreak of dry dick syndrome. It's a terrible thing to have happen. Oh no. <sighs> Well, so there's also, like, construction equipment here because it looks like they're finally getting around to, uh, like, demolishing all these houses, right? To Um, replace them with identical houses. Probably. Uh, And Doug is, like, Doug and Skeeter are walking down the street and they see that Roger and Goons are throwing rocks. There's just uh, a sign in the background that says danger for some reason. I'm not sure what that's about. Yeah, that's danger. That's You're saying. about to watch a Doug episode. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is like a fucking like war zone or something, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think I don't think this is natural. They also mention that uh, Doug says that he's on his way to school, so they walk by this every day. <laughs> yeah, pass through the war zone. Well, not even war zone. Just the urban blight zone, suburban blight zone. Well, like, so. Here's the thing, like, they say they walk through this place every day, right? Uh, But they're also just getting around to demolishing it now. Maybe the tragedy was super recent, right? Like, if this is their normal walking space. And maybe, maybe like, it hasn't been a long time since, like, the the construction equipment is coming. Maybe this is like, oh, shit, something bad happened yesterday. We got to clean it up, right? Yeah, they finally found the house that uh, the mayor was using to store bodies. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, so uh, Roger and co. are throwing rocks uh, at one of the houses. Basically, Doug comes up and he, like, makes fun of Roger for, like, missing the windows, right? Uh, You're bad at doing vandalism, Roger. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... Okay. (laughs) Well, it's like he's like you missed the window or something. Uh, yeah, you're 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 bad at doing vandalism. That's like a weird thing for Doug to take to heart. Um, and so Roger Roger's just like, all right, let's see you break some glass, funny. And he hands Doug a rock like someone in an after school special would hand somebody a joint, right? Yeah. <laughs> and right here, you could end the episode by Doug just going, nah. And then leaving. Well, that's most episodes. And uh-huh. most most things in life, honestly. <laughs> if you took out the inciting accent, <laughs> things wouldn't happen. Right. But, I mean, like, this is, like, Doug caving into peer pressure. Right. 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 And that's not, you know, not the best way to start an episode, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, I just remembered, like... As they're like, it's very faint as they're coming in, but Roger is just like making rock puns while they're throwing the rocks. Really? He's just like, yeah, he's like, I forget, I think he's saying, like, let's rock. Seriously? I didn't hear that. It's, it's so bizarre. Good. 
It's just like, I think they were just telling him to like vamp or something on the uh, like voice soundtrack. And so Billy West is just like, what are the rock words I can say? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, But okay, so we cut to the title card. We cut back. uh, And Doug is worried that he won't. Uh, be able to throw the rock far enough. Which is a really right? weird concern to have for him because, yeah, you've obviously been so concerned about how good at vandalism you are. <laughs> right. Like, Some training for months. <laughs> and, like, he, he, he has to lie about a different reason that he might not want to do it. Right? He's like, well, maybe, well, if we had permission, well, sure, I'd throw it. Which is like a, a way bigger Doug, like, reason to, right? But that's not what he's concerned about in this moment. Like, he's only concerned about the fact, like, because he straight up says, like, boy, the, the, the house looks like it was so far, o- much further away. It's not that, like, boy, I hope I don't get in trouble, you know? He's worried about looking weak instead of actually, you know. Vandalizing a house. consequences, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's classic Doug, right? It's like uh-huh. he wants to like appear strong without being yeah. strong. This is a fir- this is actually a kind of believable moment insofar as Doug is a good kid. But also, I mean, Roger's peer pressuring him a little. And wouldn't you want to just for once in your life go a little bit apeshit? Well, turns out there's no consequence for that because some random construction worker guy comes up and he's like, hey, thanks for asking permission. Just fucking go for it. All the fucking tension drains out of it in an instant. It's like you had yourself set up for something good and you just kind of, nope, never mind. Fuck you. I mean, I think that's why it's like important to note that like his concern is not whether or not like this is a lie, you know, like when he says, oh, if only we had permission, like that's straight up a lie. But so Patty is walking down the street to approach them. Uh, and Doug is like, man, I hope Patty sees me throw this sick rock. <laughs> right? Like, Look how strong I am. <laughs> I can demonstrate how good I am at breaking things. Noted thing that Patty Mayonnaise cares about and would find impressive if I did. Right. This is a uh, toxic masculinity, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is kind of exhibit A. And I mean, he's kind of like, other than Patty's concern with this specific house, he's kind of right. Like, everybody fucking loves the fact that he's able mm. to do this, right? He's the fucking, in- it's like idolizing the Incredible Hawk for knocking down a building. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah, like, no, this is, he becomes a minor celebrity. Like, spoilers, he throws a rock, and through a Rube Goldberg series of events, the house falls down. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens right now. Like, the entire fucking house throws, falls down as he throws the uh, the rock. And let's, spo- I mean, I think we should spoil this right now. Yeah, that yeah. Was, uh, that was Patty's old house that she used to live in, like, two years ago, and then her mom died, and then now she has to live in an apartment. With yeah. her dad. I mean, the implication is like some sort of accident with her dad because her dad's in a wheelchair, which I think is the most interesting part about this episode is like just all the like implications behind the scenes. Like everything Doug does is that like he's a jerk and he's a dumbass. Yeah. And I think Doug is the weakest part of this episode, but like the tragedy of like Patty 
coming into play was like an actual good emotional hook for me. Yeah. yeah. They also do a very nice job with, uh, like, we're skipping ahead to it, but the house itself is your standard suburban home, stairs going up to it and whatnot. And then when you eventually go to the apartment where Patty and her dad live now, no, that's got a wheelchair ramp. Wait a minute. Do you think that moment where this whole street blew up is where Penny's mom died and her dad got paralyzed? Like, is this... I think it's a car wreck. I think that's what I... I mean, that's the most likely one for me, but I don't know. It's the most likely way for that to happen is car But, like, the thing is, they leave enough ambiguous for once that you can fill in the gaps in a number of different ways instead of explicitly reciting what is there in the show Bible, they're allowing Doug's obliviousness to do the work of good storytelling. There's a suggestion of... All right, I'm going off on the side thing here. You ever played... (laughs) Like, both of you played Stardew Valley, yeah? Yeah. Sort of. All right, my single favorite bit in that game as far as like character building work in it is no of course nobody ever talks about the bad shit that happened in town why would you everybody knows and the hurt's still too recent but the new arrival new arrival doesn't know shit about it and so as you get to know the townsfolk and you learn about no there's a reason why the uh sporty kid lives with his grandparents yeah. It's not a happy reason. And yeah. this is kind of good and evocative of that same thing of everybody knows about the tragedy except for you. And if you're not careful, you can stumble over some real awful shit. That's a real human problem that leads to real issues with interacting with people when you aren't up on this sort of thing. It's a really interesting subject. And therefore, Doug is going to spend the next 10 minutes of this TV show being really mad at how dare Patty be mad about him for something he didn't recognize. <laughs> right. And like how like I'm the victim here. Is like, yeah, this is a uh, to borrow a Simpsons term. This is jerk ass Doug. And uh, <laughs> as I understand, this is the formula that they go with for all the uh, Disney episodes. Hey, so I just looked it up uh, and this is another new writer. Uh, it seems like all the writers that appear in season three, like all the new writers in season three are boy, like, they took our like approach of like, boy, Doug's kind of a dick. And yeah. Like, let's lean into this. We accept that our main character is kind of a piece of shit. Let's work around that. Surprise. He only wrote one more episode. <laughs> What's the other episode? Uh, it is... Doug's birthday present in the season four. I don't remember that. We'll get it. We'll get there later. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, it's like all these like recent episodes that were like, boy, this is a decent one. It's by a new writer. And then (laughs) then the new person gets cut off like quickly. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's because it like exposes that it's like, boy, the main character is kind of shit. Yeah, they actually uh, grasped what Jim Jenkins did not grasp about his self-insert. And you can actually tell some kind of interesting stories that way. Yeah. Anyway, I think that this town, the big tragedy happened uh, two years ago, which Patty's mom died and her dad lost her legs and they had to move out uh, and the entire block blew up. 
I think that's what happened. <laughs> Patty's dad was a part of the weather underground. <laughs> oh, the counterinsurgency shit. effort was described by the uh, local sheriff as very expensive. <laughs> Maybe that's when Mayor, Mayor White came to power two years ago. Yes, on the basis of the fact that, yeah, no, please vote for me and I will prosecute whoever did this. <laughs> I will make Bluffington great again. Oh, God. We'll get rid of, get rid of the uh, aptly named Tragedy Street. Don't bring this poison to Bluffington. <laughs> oh, no. We'll get rid of I, uh, He ran on getting rid of Tragedy Street, but it's two years later and there's only now getting around to it. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's a re-election geez. stunt. And that's and doesn't he lose the election soon in the Doug Cannon? He does. <laughs> well, this is probably what does it. God. He loses the election because he spends more attention on his son yeah. running for student council than he does on his own fucking election. Noted Amazing. thing that literally any politician has ever been accused of. Caring too much about their kids and not enough about their own career. <laughs> right. Oh, God. No, no. Yeah, buddy. Oh, God. All right. Well, so in this, uh, Doug throws a rock. Uh, it bounces a bunch of times around the house and then takes down an entire support beam uh, and the house crumbles. <laughs> Doug uh, knocks down Grover House. <laughs> yeah, it's only sensible, really. <laughs> Well, everybody's fucking cheering. Everybody's going for it. Uh, and then Doug, like, brags to Patty as he comes up. He's just like, hey, that was sick. I'm awesome, right? Patty says the thing that we've all been thinking this whole time. Doug, funny, you're terrible. <laughs> Why would Patty get so mad at me? I kept thinking about it all day. <laughs> so this is so at this point this is where like the bad the, the biggest knock i have on the show is like it's as stupid as doug is it's unbelievable to me that he can't figure out that the house might have had some sort of emotional attachment yeah yeah because he's just like wait he's what? like what other like what other possible reason would she be mad at you for that like yeah. it does make that part that that again that's the worst part of it but i think they use it to their advantage here. Yeah. Yeah, they use his obliviousness and yes. just like, yeah. I mean, it's unrealistic and like not good character writing, but they do the best that they can with it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so Doug is just like, man, like what's the big deal? I just knocked down I knocked down a whole house and it's <laughs> sick and like I am <laughs> now king of the world. I I don't know, like I'm thinking about this and it's like maybe Patty is just like yeah, you're like, why would you do that? This is like terrible and dangerous. Like maybe that was another thing too that like, like, I don't know if I saw like some guy that I barely know just like fucking knock down a random house. I don't know if I would be like sick. I would just be like, huh. And then go around, go along with my day. Yeah. I would simply not destroy the house. I would simply break the window. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe she means by terrible, maybe she means like terrible and powerful. <laughs> like the classic terrible? Yeah. Yes. You inspire terror and awe in all who behold you, Douglas. <laughs> You're the rightful ruler of Bluffington. <laughs> Whosoever demolishes the house on Tragedy Street shall have our fortune. <laughs> Look in the basement for gold. 
while we throw rocks at the rest of it. Don't ask why. God. Yeah, so this knocks Doug into a fantasy. Uh, like, thinking about that, that, he's like, man, why would Patty be mad at me? And it takes him into a huh. fantasy. Uh, Doug imagines all of the goons, and also Skeeter, uh, just fucking up throwing rocks. Like, they just, like, can't do it. They're just, like, dropping them in front of themselves. Uh, and he shows up as giant Doug again. It's the return of muscle, Doug. <laughs> Thank God. Finally. Been Ronald. waiting for this since the Ronald Weisenheimer. Episode. Right, right. <laughs> Our favorite character, Buff Doug. Uh, <laughs> he shows up and he takes a boulder and just bowls down a bunch of just like intact houses uh, while the 2001 theme plays. Right. They're not even. They're not even like busted houses they're just like normal ass houses that he's destroyed <laughs> yeah. literally he's the incredible hulk here. right yes. right <laughs> and uh and patty is in this fantasy too and she's wearing a dress and high heels like <laughs> no reason what the fuck <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why not? Who Is it just cares? to be like I'm a lady and I'm seeing like big strong man do a, a destruction? Like it's, it's <laughs> like the traditionally the reason you do this is to do like a Rashomon bit, which okay, I actually do have to sidebar this one. <laughs> Rashomon <laughs> is a really quick one here. Rashomon yeah, yeah. is a famous ass play whose whole deal is that. It's reenactments of the same thing from a bunch of different perspectives, and every person remembers it a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So, like, you have the one person who just remembers everybody else just being horrible and awful to him while he is the most noble and virtuous of them all. Except for the thing with Rashomon is that you then go through to the way anybody else remembers it, and no, that guy's a sniveling little shit and everyone hates him for good reason. This time, this is Rashomon from only one perspective. This is, I don't know. I thought I was just kick asses all hell. Yeah, you lose all of the good shit that way. Yeah, I, I mean that's all of Doug's fantasies, right? Yeah, he's just like I'm the sickest. Well, no, actually, most of them are the opposite. Most yeah, of most them of are, are I'm an awful piece of shit. This episode would be a lot better from Patty's perspective. Yes. Yeah, I mean it would be because it would show like her internal conflicts it would show like boy you know i doug's my friend and i don't want to like be too mean to him but also he's a dickhead right yeah, like and doug being a dumbass doesn't have to take center stage either right yeah and especially considering the previous episodes of the show if you were willing to trust tiny children to understand other human beings than jim jenkins i mean doug exist that could actually be pretty cool like, yeah. yeah, this is how other people might perceive you. Spent so much time inside Doug's head. Let's take a look at anybody else's head. Fuck's yeah. sake, Sesame Street was doing this for forever. <laughs> well, basically, like, Patty in the dress uh, looks at Doug and is just like, hey, you're terrible. She says the exact same thing, and Doug deflates entirely. Yeah, he turned. He, Doug goes through what I've gone through during quarantine with my in terms of my muscle mass. 
<laughs> yeah, since he just uh, completely. Evaporates. I was as big as Buff Doug, and now I'm as big as a regular Doug. <laughs> oh, Sam, you're terrible. Uh, I'm wearing definitely high, not rock hard. Right I'm wearing now. high heels right now. <laughs> <laughs> keep keep going, keep going. I've been reduced no. to exactly the size I am regularly. I have not been made smaller in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Well, uh, so we cut to the next day, uh, and Doug, like, he goes, like, there's a bunch of people just, like, crowding around Doug, uh, Skeeter's just, like, amping them up, being just like, hey, sick, he blew up a house, and, and Doug's uh, on Roger, too. Yeah, 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 uh, he's just being, like, Doug's herald, uh, and the the character who's typically like the journalist, uh, we find out now his name is Rusty. Uh, comes up to Doug, he's the pink guy, and he asks Doug to sign a rock, and then immediately hands it to somebody else. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so this is become this is gonna be like a thing throughout the episode. Everybody just wants Doug to sign their rocks. <laughs> um. <laughs> So no payoff there. I guess it's just like a comment on like celebrity, but I think so. Go anywhere with it. Yeah, I think it's just like yeah, Doug is a celebrity and he gets a big head in his asshole. Yeah, yeah. Except they don't really ever do anything with that. Well, they do at one point have all the kids uh, standing in line at the lunch line throwing rocks in the air. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) Like Mr. Bone just sitting in the background saying. Yeah, no rules against this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like he's like furiously flipping through the book, being like, "Where's the rule for kids throwing rocks? Why didn't I write one?" <laughs> In the event that an old-fashioned stoning has been allotted, I'm granted these emergency powers. But uh, Mr. Butt Savage is not decreed anybody has violated that law yet. We'll have to add that in the 29th edition of the rule book. Kids have it easier these days. God damn, kids. I remember back in the Old Testament, we could do this all the time. (laughs) God. Well, so Doug goes up to Patty at school, uh, and she starts to apologize for getting mad, which, like... (laughs) Yeah, that was the problem here. Yeah, just like... Listen, Doug, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have gotten mad at you. Women, am I right? God. (laughs) so messed up that like the immediate thing is like she's like god i shouldn't have I'm been sorry <laughs> Jesus. i'm sorry for briefly impacting your ego doug i know that's the most yeah! important thing that exists your fragile ego uh and so doug immediately blows it oh yeah dumpsters any goodwill you might have accrued here yeah he just like immediately says that she was stupid for getting mad in the first place and he calls the house a cruddy old house yeah like what doug funny noted think what like what do you think is going on here i really want to know what his like confusion was about how patty was just being a crazy bitch you know how they are god i I really think that, like, what he thought that she was mad about was that he, like, 
would dare like impact any sort of property or like you know was doing something that was against the rules because Doug's we know that like Doug's only source of moral compass is the rules it's not about empathy it's not about ethics mm-hmm. right uh-huh. and so if maybe he thought that Patty thought it would be it was against the rules that he broke that house yeah he should there should have been like a tangent where he tries to get that construction worker for the one-off gag to explain to Patty that's yeah. okay <laughs> to come over and be like be like hey look, tell this dude says it's fine yeah you'd be like look hey sir tell tell the lady <laughs> what you told me god tell damn lady why it, I'm god. right god damn it Doug don't it's just mansplaining in this <laughs> god damn it Doug you're such an asshole <laughs> Oh my god, people listen when people tell you why they're upset. Huh? Yeah, okay. <laughs> what? So, did you say something? I'm sure it wasn't anything important. <laughs> hey, yeah, <laughs> Sam, get Jim over here to explain to me why it's not a problem. Well, you see. Uh, anyway, so... So, yeah, he's just like, yeah, that house sucked anyway, am I right? And goes up for a high five. (laughs) Oh, God. And, like, while this is even going on, he's, like, taking signatures from people. He's, like, signing rocks, and people are calling him Mr. Funny. (laughs) Sam, you remember back at the very dawn of this podcast where the Doug Funny eventually becomes an incel theory is established? Yes. We're seeing some bonus corroborating f- evidence here at this late stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. Just admire my perfection for destroying that thing. No, I... By the way, why were you mad? I'm not... In, I'm just gonna... Let me brag a little bit more on my accomplishments first. No, not even why were you mad. It's, yeah, you were dumb for getting mad. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> Christ. I, I'm also, like, thinking what... Like, imagine getting a child to sign a rock for you. Like, what are they going to do with those rocks afterwards? And imagine calling... Just put it up on your mantle and just nod at it. Yeah, and imagine calling said child classmate Mr. Funny. Right. (laughs) Everybody's simping for Doug. Basically. And Doug even said, right then, like, Patty gets pissed at this. She goes, pretty proud of yourself, aren't you, Doug? Well, I guess these kids need someone to look up to. Oh, just forget it. God damn, damn man. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> wow, we looking up to Doug. It I'm sure that people have like Dale. Does. Actually wait, thinking <laughs> about this. Is that entire bit a gag at Jenkins expense? What do you mean? Because Jim Jenkins has been pretty explicit about the fact that yeah, no, Doug is supposed to be a source of moral instruction. He is supposed to be if not something that some people are supposed to look up to, something that people are supposed to empathize with and see the world through their eyes, mm-hmm. the fact that this writer has decided to write, yeah, these kids need something to look up to, and it's Doug clearly being a stupid jackass, yeah. is this just a veiled shot at Jenkins? It might be. I mean, and that's probably why this guy didn't get to write another episode for a whole other season. <laughs> Yeah. Right. All the all the episodes we've liked, the writer gets to do like one more. Yeah. So I actually I actually just real quick snuck a peek at the uh, 
the 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 plot for the next one this guy writes it's about Uh how miss doug's dad feels bad that he doesn't make enough money to get doug a good birthday present wow holy shit wow Damn. i don't remember that one that's, yeah, uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's gonna be interesting uh, yeah no because oh. that's violating one of jenkins commandments this is a place with no bills no problems no nothing and uh no actually problems exist and they're usually a source of tension and tension yeah. is usually used to create drama or something that makes a tv show interesting to watch yeah well, look. Well, we'll have to wait another season for that. And well, no, but this <laughs> episode does have tension because something yeah. bad has happened. Doug has been an insensitive piece of shit about it because there's never been any misery in his life, True. and as a result of not understanding how to deal with bad things happening, Doug comes off like a piece of shit. Yeah. This is a yeah, quick and- little parable on the importance of. Pay attention to something outside yourself for fucking once, you little shit. Maybe. Yeah, and I mean, like, Patty even, like, recognizes this. She recognizes that it's just like, boy, you need to listen more, and just says, like, forget it, and just fucking leaves, right? Also, what's funny is Skeeter knows that that's Patty's house, and he at no point tells Doug until yes. Doug sees a picture, which gives credence to the is Roger theory, because this would be Roger trolling. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> a Roger gag, yes. Especially because Roger was originally throwing rocks at the house. Roger was the one who said, like, hey, you want Patty to see this, don't you? Like, and and he, he like, all of this is happening uh, from Roger, but then Skeeter, like, knew the whole time he was also there. Like, they're the same person. They have to be, right? Oh. Yeah, I mean, like, at, at no point does Skeeter make the connection either. And up until Doug, like, literally seeing a picture of Patty living in the house. Well, even then, Skeeter doesn't fucking get it. He's just like, hey, weird. All right, see you later. Because <laughs> I think he's setting him up <laughs> yeah. to fail this whole time, right? Oh. And he's like, everybody knows this, Doug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one tells him. <laughs> oh, well, so uh, BB, uh, as Patty storms away, BB is just like, hey, I'll find out what's going on with Patty as long as you sign my rock too. Ugh. Again, she knows too. Yeah, she like knows. Said, this is the this is the most nonsensical weakest part. Is like Doug. No, at no point does it make sense that nobody tells Doug about the house. Doesn't make any sense. BB's in the fucking picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, the only thing I can think of in there is that BB didn't know which house got destroyed, right? Like, that's the only thing I could think of. Okay, yeah, that would square that circle. Yeah. But still, Still. no one at any point (laughs) tells Doug, hey, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay, so uh, they're just like... Patty, Patty, there's also this really weird scene where, like, Doug is trying to, like, make good with Patty, and he, like pays for her lunch from afar like like she goes to get lunch at the cafeteria and the cafeteria lady's like it's been taken care of and points to doug and it's like is this supposed to just be like more celebrity shit like oh i'll buy you stuff and don't be mad at me or whatever i bought you bean salad taters bean (laughs) salad (laughs) this one doesn't have a hamster in it (laughs) Well, that we know of. Or a gerbil, excuse A guinea pig, not a hamster. We went very, very heavy into this. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. It probably does have one in there anyway. <laughs> um, and Skeeter is like amped this whole time. He's like, he's like, hey, maybe the marching band will do a tribute for you. <laughs> the elementary uh, school marching all right, band. All right, all right. Sure, whatever. Uh, uh, imagine know? getting a parade for knocking down a house with a rock. <laughs> From the elementary By school accident. marching band who can't even play the <laughs> We here are gathered on the slowest news year in decades. <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, well, then, then eventually it comes to a point of Doug's confronting Patty again. Patty, what's going on? I don't on? think there's anything left to discuss. Bebe said... Bebe? I didn't say anything. No need to lie, Doug. Well, you didn't even let me finish my sentence. I'm sorry, Doug. Go ahead. Well, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, that's just fine with me. Oh, yeah? Well, me too. Me too! Me too! But even then, I think it's just like, I think it's to show that he is just like such a self-absorbed dickhead, right? Yeah, I mean, previous to this, there's also a scene where he's like, he asked BB what's going on, and BB goes, I'm not speaking to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, okay, maybe that's because she found out that it was Patty's house, and she was like, dude, come on, how could you not know this? You're such yeah, a prick. It, I mean, it, even if you don't know it's Patty's house, she clearly has some emotional attachment to that house. Yeah. Or something like she's like, clearly not. Just, she's not just like popping off out of nowhere. Like right. there's something going on. <laughs> but Doug is just focused just on like so oblivious. Yeah, it's God. <sighs> well, Patty, after their fight, slams her locker, and it just so happens that a bunch of papers <laughs> fall, which include <laughs> a picture of her. And BB and Connie, as younger kids, at that very house, Skeeter tells Doug that, yeah, that was the house he wrecked. Ha ha ha. And he's still, like, into it, right? Uh, why, why would she be mad? I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Hey, let's go to the hunker. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Like, he doesn't, like, he doesn't make the connection either. Is Skeeter as much of an asshole? Like, I guess if he's Roger, right? Like, everybody's an asshole in this town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a suburb. It's the idealized version of suburbia, so it's an awful hellhole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the culture goes to die. Yeah. Yeah, Skeeter's like, what? Didn't you know that? Like, didn't you know that it was her house? And Doug's like, ass. no. <laughs> I mean, like, to his credit, like, Doug, how could Doug have known this, right? But right. also, I mean, I mean, like, but like, there's this thing called inference that Doug can do. Yeah, when Patty gets pissed off at a like a house falling down, and then he calls it cruddy, and she gets more pissed off. <laughs> what? Or, what do you think, man? Or I mean, yes, and this thing called listening, where he could just hear when she was about to explain why she got mad, to not just be like, "Ha ha ha!" I'm sorry, I'm gonna yeah. explain that concept to me a couple more times. <laughs> well, Jim, sometimes anyway, I'm a friend of yours. <laughs> Oh, listen, Jim. <laughs> I want to tell you. I have you. never listened to anything before, and I will not start now. Sometimes, when someone you cares about wants to tell you something that might be important, it's important to listen to them because you might learn a bit about how to make them happier and help yourself be happier in the process by being a good friend. 
Sam, are you getting any of this? All I'm hearing is nim 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 nim. Oh my god. You're the worst. Yeah, basically. I'm done. God. I don't think I have an analog in this universe. I think everybody's an asshole. You can be Mr. Tank. Yeah, well. No. <laughs> Mr. Dink is a QAnon guy. No. <laughs> oh, come on. Everybody's a QAnon guy here. Kind of. <laughs> Except for Patty's dad, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll be Mr. No, Patty's dad doesn't fucking listen either. We'll see what happens. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. Doug also notes that. How was I supposed to know it was her house? Well, everybody does, Doug. Well, I just moved here. It's been three seasons and at least <laughs> one year, <Yeah>. Doug. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> How could you know? Well, okay, wait. What Chronologically, if the- this episode might be like yeah. second in line. This might maybe. be very early in the Doug canon. Because, yeah. yeah, this can't be like a year later. Because you see like the portrait of like Patty and the friends outside the house. They look super young. And that was yeah. like two years ago, right? Yeah. Oh, man. So this has to happen very early in the timeline, this one specifically. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, unless Doug is just, like, oblivious to how, you know, the passage of time works, which he, he might be, given all yeah. the evidence we've uncovered. Yeah, we know that he can't read calendars, so he doesn't actually right. have reference. Uh, he can't. I mean, like, we also have some more, later on, we'll have some more ammo for the uh, Doug is illiterate theory. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, that's true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, man. We'll, yeah. we'll get there when we get there, but... Yeah. I mean, this this episode confirms a lot of our crackpot theories. I think so. And so I think this is important to place this early in the timeline. This one happens pretty early. Yeah, unless the, the line just doesn't make sense and it was the throwaway. Well, it doesn't, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh well i mean okay so yeah he's like he's like okay how was i supposed to know that and skeeter's like i thought everyone knew that even (laughs) even though it hasn't come up ever uh and obviously doug never asks his friends what they like or what's important to them of course not and there's also there's like a really weird section after that where he's like you know well i just moved here and skeeter goes well i know that i'm your best friend (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and Skeeter goes, and Doug, Doug he, he again, like, puts this on himself. He's like, Well, it's not like she's the only one who ever moved. Yeah, well, uh, I'll see you, buddy. I gotta get home. Hey, weird. All right, gotta go. <laughs> Skeeter just being like, all right, what are you even... I'm just gonna leave this conversation. It just got weird. <laughs> Jim, you're Skeeter then. <laughs> yeah. You're Skeeter because you just don't listen and go, all right, gotta go. Anyway, moving on. I got very important whatever I did to Dale last week to get back to. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh. I mean, Doug also, like, doesn't figure out the fact that, like, some, like, it's probably an accident that happened to his mom, like, Patty's mom. Like, yeah. since, you know, since his, your dad's in a wheelchair, like, the inference is, like, there's some sort of accident. He's just like, well, uh, I had to move, so goo goo gaga. That's true. Like, Patty has a single parent who's, uh, who's had an accident, apparently, um, 
And yeah, Doug never really like shows her empathy for that. She's never he's never like, hey, it's you like know, it's, I move. It's me. I have to move. Moving is just as hard as losing a parent. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Damn, Doug. Some Tim Buckley ass shit. Oh, God. oh man. I don't know who that is, but I believe you. <laughs> Let's not sidebar this one. Yeah, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, good friends. <laughs> I wish that I could say precisely the arrangement for loss, but he's the loss guy. Oh, God. Yeah, I knew Jim was white-knuckling to explain that. He's like, I want to do it so bad. I want to do a side for so bad. There's not really a good way to sidebar loss beyond instructing people to please watch the hour-and-a-half-long video by H-Bomber guy on the subject. Oh, God. It's really good. Features Fair a weird man breaking you. through a canvas. Yeah, Sick. check out the uh, control alt delete web. Jesus, <laughs> no, don't no, you have don't. so much to live for? Don't don't take advice from Sam ever. <laughs> we were sponsored by Control Alt Delete. Oh my God, no, we're not. He paid us in tickets to his uh, convention unless they want to. <laughs> Looking Would for we do spots. that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, is he bad? Is he really bad? I don't know anything bad. about him. I don't know anything he's about him. Bad. Is he? Uh, like, personally, we, it's not just it's not just like bad person, Personally, like, also, oh. yes. He okay, is, like, well then never mind. Very much Jim Jenkins vibes of, yes, I wrote a comic featuring a self-insert, and also I'm personally repulsive. Fair enough, fair enough. Parody, do not, not actionable, yeah. etc. Parody, don't uh, sue us. Before we get more people involved in the class action lawsuit against us. <laughs> um, so uh, then Doug, he's just like, he's just like storming into the house. He even like shuts Porkchop out. He's just like totally self-absorbed. Um, he's just like, I had to move too. You don't see me getting all bent out of shape about we it. We do. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's do. what you're doing right now. Fucking prick. Um, and he's like, <laughs> I could see her getting mad if she was still living in there. <laughs> That's the only possible God reason damn, to care man. about a thing. If the house collapsed around you. I could see her being and, upset if I'd attempted to murder her, but out short of that, yeah. why would anyone be mad about anything? <laughs> yeah. No one can get mad at me. Yeah. The protagonist of reality. Because I moved Quite literally. Once. <laughs> yeah. Because I moved once and it was hard. <laughs> So, as somebody who's moved a bunch personally, me, uh, it's okay to get mad at me. <laughs> and we do, so, constantly. Yeah, it's happened before. Uh, so, Doug then looks to the side, and he notices something that has never been there before. We've, we've seen this shot a bunch of times in Doug, uh, and then something that is important to him now shows up next to the refrigerator. It's a height tracking chart. That was when I noticed the height chart from our old house in Bloatsburg. The one my mom started keeping from the day I was born. Like, this exact shot has occurred before. Yeah. Yes. I mean, this also uh, evidence that might be earlier in the timeline, because that the impl- maybe that uh, his mom took the took it down for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe they took it to the hotel. <laughs> yeah, they wanted some kind of reminder. Yeah. <laughs> they took it to their actual house. Like this dumbass growling. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God. 
<laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, it, there's like a flashback fantasy. Uh, oh, and real quick, also like Porkchop is like measuring himself on this. He has shrunk since he was eight months old. <laughs> yes. He does still have the sweet uh, cowboy hat, though, when that kicks ass. Oh yeah, yeah. Pork chop. Uh, like there's there's like this flashback of like Doug like getting measured as a baby, getting measured as a cowboy. Where they they measure his height with a fucking hat on. Mm. <laughs> like, and they also like he just like rides pork chop around, and they're like, Don't ah, ride ah. the dog. <laughs> Your tiny dog that's just as big as you, if not smaller. Like, yes, yeah, more confirmation that Porkchop is at least 11 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like, and he's got an insanely strong back because this baby jumps on him and then the dad claps and goes, hooray. As Porkchop grimaces. <laughs> Oh, Porkchop's discs get herniated at once. Basically, maybe that's why Porkchop can like stand up like a human now. Maybe it's because Doug like fucked his spine up in such a way. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it works. And then he imagines Patty throwing a rock, and destroying that house while he's inside. <laughs> 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 and and Boomer, you can hear Boomer cheering. The whole world is watching. Yeah, the whole world is watching. Yes, <laughs> the weird. Yes, yeah. like, there's a lo- like, there's a lot going on in this scene. Yeah, like Patty is out. Like so, in this fantasy of like Doug's Bloatsburg house that he grew up in. Uh, it's, wait, Patty the thing is, is it well, started off as just a flashback. It's just that then the flashback transitions into the fantasy. And I don't yeah. think that's happened before. No, it's like he's, the mind he's palace has been corrupted. Yeah, someone threw a rock in the mind palace. <laughs> <laughs> so I put the screw in the mind palace. <laughs> God damn it! Um, but good burger. yeah, good burger in is my mind palace. <laughs> Just, um, just the inception like, into your brain is just several distinct copies of Keenan and Kel holding guns and tuna. Yeah, it's a good episode. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, like Patty is destroying Doug's house with him in it as Boomer is yelling, the whole world is watching. Um so maybe this is more just like writing on like, you know, the writer like kind of talking shit on the creation of this show, right? It's just like the whole world is watching as I like finally show us Doug being an asshole. Maybe it's uh, metaphysical, like because it's in the fantasy sequence. Yeah. The whole world literally just consists of Doug. Oh, shit. So by Doug observing this, the whole world is in fact watching. Yes. Damn, this is deep writing. (laughs) Highly advanced. Yeah, it's the the only time I've ever used my English major. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right then. That's it. There you go. Maybe you should use it more. One hundred twenty thousand dollars in the toilet. (laughs) Maybe you should use it more. I like that. I thought it was like rather insightful and neat. I've a boner. Write me a paper. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Anyway, so uh, Doug decides, he's like, hey, 
Maybe I should go get a souvenir from Patty's old house. Uh, I should go steal from these houses. Yeah, from these broken down houses. Uh, And apparently, Doug can't remember which one it was. I mean, that part I can at least buy because, I mean, it's the house on Tragedy Street and they've all been basically broken down at this point. One demolished house looks a lot like another one. That's true, I suppose. Um, Yes, and well, that's surprising that he could, uh, Skeeter could just immediately point out and be like, yeah, obviously in the picture, he's like, you know, this was the house he broke, right? Well, I guess he knew it because Patty was in the picture. Yeah, Yeah, and he probably knew the address. Okay, never mind. But, so he like goes to get a souvenir um, and he takes it over to the mayonnaise house. Uh, he goes like and rings the doorbell and talks to Mr. Mayonnaise. Actually, have you described Mr. Mayonnaise yet? Uh, not really. Like he's we'll just, yeah, quick one here, yeah. Uh, like Mr. Mayonnaise is a like he doesn't have a funny voice. He's just tr- does a that nice generic sounding setup. And Mr. Mayonnaise is jacked as all hell, and he's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. It's the first buffed character in the real world of Doug. Oh, yeah. no, sorry. Ronald is, is the first one. Yeah, right. Ronald Wild. Yeah, the, Mr. Mayonnaise looks like he could pick Ronald Weisenheimer up and uh, break him in half. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but And he's just generally a very nice presence, and the absence of a Mrs. Mayonnaise is not remarked upon. Yeah, he's a... Uh, he, but he's he's like seems to be a nice enough guy. Um, and, and Doug is just like jabbering at him about all these things that he's worried about. Um, and Mr. Mayonnaise just like smiles and looks at him. He's just like, that's cool, dude. (laughs) Whatever, man. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, but he says that Patty is home, but she's not feeling well. So I think just like adults don't listen to people in this universe. Like Doug's parents don't listen to him. I mean, would you listen to Doug? I guess not, but like Mr. Mayonnaise doesn't listen to him. Maybe Mr. Mayonnaise even didn't listen to Patty, or maybe Patty was just like, oh, I don't feel well. Maybe she didn't actually tell him well, what was going she, on. he was running cover for her. That's also it's like, true. like, look, if Doug comes by, <laughs> yeah. just get smile. him the fuck away from our apartment. Just smile blankly at him. That usually works for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he leaves. Doug leaves dejected. He's like, all right. I'll leave. Uh, And then Patty chases after him um, and tries to, like, apologize to him again. Oh, my God. Doug fucking cuts her off again. Yep. God damn. (laughs) Like, what the fuck, man? Listen. No. No. Uh, Instead, he has to explain all of his insecurities and say, Doug, wait! Doug! Wait a second, Patty. I didn't mean to knock down your house. I just threw a rock, that's all. And if you never want to speak to me again, well, I am... Doug, wait. Um... And Patty completely whiffs this one in a million opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, She apologizes and says that she's not mad, even though she is, uh... And she then she and she is she demonstrably is right like she's upset and has been she just decides to suppress her own emotions in order to like preserve Doug's fragile ass ego right mm-hmm. it's not great 
Um, it's very consistent with the show, though. Uh, but she notices the thing in Doug's hand, which is a door knocker from the Patterson's house, uh, which is Patty's neighbors, old neighbors. <laughs> Again, can't read. Can't yep. read. Maybe he just saw Doesn't that. Take a second look at it. <laughs> Maybe he just saw that it said Patty something, and he's like, like "I know house. Patty." House. That's the house. It's, it's, it's the house that starts with a P because that's Patty's name. It's Patty. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not even close to mayonnaise. Yep. <laughs> but wait, actually, wait, but Porkchop is the one that found it. Uh, but Porkchop can read. So, well, is Porkchop fucking I mean, with him? I mean, like, if he is fucking with him, all it would take is Doug look, taking a second look at the object to figure it out. Yeah. Well, this, we know Doug can't read. Yeah, this whole yeah. bit is, yeah, the only way to make this make any sense is if it's supposed to be evidence that Doug can't read. Because if that's not the case, this is nothing. This is an additional detail added at the last second that doesn't really add anything. It doesn't take anything away. It's just adds an extra sentence or two to this interaction i think it's just to show that he's an oblivious piece of shit right and he's just like because he even says he's like oh man i'm so stupid but patty like likes it she's like hey it's okay i like that you're stupid it makes you sweet i guess (laughs) Um, sure you made a token gesture uh to not even apologize for like the actual thing that you did you're not you're not concerned with my actual emotions for it like you never like listened to what was actually upsetting her you just assumed that you know she would want this even though it's from the wrong house i don't know man night doug i'd like to keep it if if that's okay with you to remind you of how dumb i am no to remind me of how sweet you are Uh, Uh, what like doesn't make sense but at least like then she hugs him i don't know she hugs him it doesn't make any sense for it to be a mistake like it it doesn't i don't get it from patty's perspective i would love to see what this is because it the thought has to be something like i let me get this fucking kid out of my house I, I maybe this is just the writer being like, man, I just gotta keep dunking on Doug. I just gotta keep ah, driving the knife in. Run. That that makes sense. I'll yeah, like that one. he's just like, I know I'm not gonna be allowed to write another episode for a year. Let me just drive the knife in as hard as I can right now, right? Because it would have been easy to have him get the actual mayonnaise mm-hmm. knocker, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nope, they just <laughs> added that, and it added nothing to the story, right? Other than just driving the knife in. Well, so Doug says he he goes back to writing in his journal and he says, Well, journal, I guess I learned that while you can wreck a whole house with just one rock, it takes a lot more than that to wreck a friendship. Everybody will give you unlimited second chances for being a stupid asshole. That's what a relationship is about. All is forgiven. And even like... Like, the thing is, is, like, even if he hadn't gotten the door knocker, like, Patty was going to apologize to him. In every one of these instances, Patty was about to apologize to him, and then he fucked it up worse, 
right? Yeah. Like, yes. It, it, when it comes to like do making up to someone or being a good friend, none of the things Doug did was the thing that made Patty forgive him. It's that she was planning to do it already, it b- barring the chance for him to fuck it up worse, yeah, right? He just kept right. on fucking it up worse in the process, whereas, like, it feels like the moral is supposed to be just accept that people will come back and apologize for being mean to you <laughs> later. To apologize for being rightfully angry. <laughs> yeah. That you became a celebrity over wrecking my old house. Like... Maybe what he's saying is, maybe in this, the thing to take away when he says it takes a lot more to wreck a friendship, maybe it's all those times he was an extra asshole to her, right? That's the things that would have wrecked the friendship in a more competent world. Right. I don't know. Uh, And then a dog uses a slingshot. (laughs) To wreck a house of cards that Doug built with one hand without looking at it. And then Doug gets mad at this, not because the Doug's house of cards was knocked down, but because Porkchop has taken his slingshot. Uh As opposed to using the dog's slingshot. Right. Yeah, that's what he gets mad at, that Porkchop went through his stuff again, he says. Like, in the long history of inexplicable, not really a jokes involving Porkchop to go out on, this one ranks near the top of baffling. Yeah, and Doug, like, he chases Porkchop around, and he says, you've been caught red-handed, and now you're gonna pay up, because people who get caught red-handed get... And then the episode ends. <laughs> so, uh, so you Moving know. right along. Like, what the fuck? Like, it cuts off, like... Way, mean, by like, the precedent uh, set by the last episode, people who get caught red-handed get enslaved for a week, but I'm hoping oh that's not the case. Yeah, oh and God. then he put pork chop down. <laughs> oh no, that's a later episode. <laughs> that's the remember. That's the Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> jingle oh bells, God. jingle bells, gonna kill a dog. Oh no. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's Before the end that of this on our one. Christmas album, dear reader. Yeah. God. So do we think we have the moral pretty well straightened out on this one? Don't I be guess. a dick. I mean, to me, this is one of the more competent episodes, even in spite of all the character work. Yeah. yeah. Just because, like, there's shit going on in the background that you have to infer. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. There's, I that was and cool. the moral yeah, of please. you can do st- be so- do something like an asshole that you don't recognize, and if you're a shit about that to somebody else, it'll make reconciling harder. Yeah. In and of it, the overall moral isn't bad. It's just that the nitty-gritty on the way there is fucked. Yeah. My standards have been obliter- obliterated by this show. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, this one, like, the inferred moral is good. The stated moral is not. The stated moral of, like, hey, you can, I can get away with a bunch of stuff and my friends will forgive me. That's the stated moral. But the inferred moral is... Listen to your friends when they're having a problem, and maybe you can make it right. Like, okay. (laughs) I think that's a good moral. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Doug. All right, sort of. (laughs) Good job, everyone around Doug. Uh, Well, and let's cut this one here. God, thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of The Funny Favors. 
We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Boy.